Hello, and thank you for joining This Is Just A Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Uh, Before we get started with this special episode, I just want to remind everybody that they can uh, follow the Facebook group at This Is Just A Phase for uh, show information, uh, any uh, shows coming up for bands featured, as well as music videos, and anything else you might find useful. You you can find it right there on the uh, This Is Just A Phase Facebook group. You can also uh, follow me at uh, jonathankent.311 on Instagram, uh, where I show a lot of the same information that's provided in the Facebook group. Also, you can check me out at T-I-J-A-P podcast on Twitter. Um, I'm not extremely active on there, but I try to post as much as I can. Um, Facebook and Instagram really is my priority, but uh, Instagram is there as well uh, for any kind of contact and any information uh, that I try to get on there. Well, with that being said, uh, I'd like to take a moment to uh, lead the first song, which is our, which is the podcast's theme song, which is the Prozac's Let's Go. Um, I wanted to give it a shout out because it ties in to this episode. So sit back and enjoy. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no future to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day you wake up with the same boring routine You're content with the new wall And the same old boring scene Let's go Let's go Let's go Let's go Let's go On this episode, I sit down with Mike Rotemoyer, a longtime friend of mine and lead singer of the band Letters. We decided to have this conversation and to use the podcast as a way to uh, unveil uh, some projects that me and him are working on together and thought this was the perfect way to go ahead and announce it to the listener. So with that being said... I'm going to go ahead and lean into the conversation, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Hey, Mike, what's up, man? Hey. Yeah, I'm trying to use uh, the microphone on my phone instead of my headphone, so hopefully it'll sound a little little better than last time. Oh, actually, it sounded great the first time, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what's up, man? Oh, nothing. Just got home from work. Uh, just chilling out. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on the uh, podcast, man. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. This is kind of a special episode um, that we're going to unveil um, here coming up soon. And um, 
you know, we're going to use this episode as a way to explain uh, the projects that we're working on right now. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell a listener uh, what's going on with us? Well, why don't you? Okay. It's, well, it's your, and, it's your baby. It's my, it's my baby. <laughs> like you don't have a hand in it. It's yeah, our no. baby. It's yeah. our special baby together. Two men, the only <laughs> baby we can create together. That's true. <laughs> so, um, well, me and Mike hung out uh, about, oh, shit, almost two months ago um, when his when his band Letters uh, played a garage show, um, a show for the first time in five years. And I was able to hang out with Mike and his brother Danny and uh, his bandmates and a bunch of old friends of ours, uh, of the other guys in the other bands and stuff like that. And we had a great time. And then, uh, what was it, a day later? Yes. Yeah. It was, was it the day later? Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was sitting, uh, I was sitting on something for quite a while and. Uh, going to L- Letters show, um, which was the first show I saw in God, 16 months or something like that. Um, it made me think about something like all the bands that, that I saw, I, I really liked. They were all different. Um, and doing the podcast for as long as I had or I have so far, the one thing I always tried to do was really foster um awareness to the local scene whether it was western pennsylvania or or eastern ohio and i came up with an idea of starting a label and i presented the idea to mike and also his brother danny um and mike jumped at the opportunity to start the label with me and we decided to come up with the name uh this is just a record label um a play off the the podcast name obviously but uh the name is also more than that it's this is just a record label like there isn't any uh preconceived notion of what the label is you know we're not genre specific um the tagline is punk rock undefined um, because we don't want to put labels on anything that we're putting out other than it being punk Um, because punk runs the, you know, runs the spectrum from, you know, straight 77 style punk to pop punk to punk rock and roll to hardcore to street punk, skate punk, etc. And we just wanted the label to, to showcase many different types of music and also to, to showcase the local scene that's going on that um, both me and Mike Phil doesn't really get represented as much as it should. Oh, absolutely. No. What are your thoughts on it? Well, yeah. So the whole idea of the undefined, you know, like we had talked about before, like the, the local scene that we both came up in, you know, at one point there was no, like, uh, I guess, like separation of all the different subgenres. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody 
did their own thing. It didn't matter if you were a hardcore band, a punk band, a, uh, you know, uh, a pop punk band or like a crust punk band or whatever. All those bands like played together. And I think that was what, uh, you know, was so special about what we had like within our scene. And at some point, uh, everything kind of got away from that. And, you know, like, oh, this is a hardcore show or, oh, this is a pop punk show or, you know, this is an emo, emo show. So I think, uh, you know, in, in doing this, you know, we're just putting out stuff that we like, you know, I think will kind of uh, kind of help with that, that stigma of, well, you can't play with this band, you know, if you're not a hardcore band or whatever. And I, I think uh, we need to kind of get back, back to that. Yeah. That's real, really well put, Mike. It's, it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's honestly, you know, it's, it's an odd time to want to start a record label, especially <laughs> yeah. with there being digital options for a lot of people. But I was, I'm friends with a lot of people who run different record labels and have got to know people who even run you know, pretty big labels. Um, you know, Kenny from Pro Rock and and Matt from Out Loud and uh, Timbo from Mutant Pop, Jason from Cheapskate, all these different labels and John from Mom's Basement. I, I got to know all these people and a lot of, you know, they're, they're, th they're thriving, you know, they're thriving with, you know, the resurgence of albums and CD cells and short runs and all that. So even though it seemed like a strange time to, to start a record label, I've seen enough people who are, who are at least semi successful being able to run a record label in this climate. So it didn't seem as scary as maybe it would have maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I had tossed the idea around like long before you ever brought it up to me. Anyways, uh, years ago, I used to have a home studio and, uh, you know, I'd recorded a couple bands and, you know, and I was like, you know, the, the local bands, it's it's not easy coming up with the funds to put out a record or, you know, even, you know, in our area where we're from, there's only a couple studios. Mm -hmm. So. So that makes it even more difficult to, to find somebody to put out your music. So I was like, Hey, maybe, you know, I'm recording these bands. Uh, uh, you know, if I'm getting, I'm getting better as I go, cause I spent a lot of time in studios previously and over the years, like ever since, uh, you know, we started SOL for the most part, like I recorded everything myself. So I'd gotten a lot of time with mixing and everything. So I'm like, Hey, now that I'm doing, I'm doing this. I bought a bunch of gear. Like maybe I could record uh, these bands and, you know, help them put, put them out, you know, kind of start my, my own deal. Um, but it never really came to fruition. You know, I ended up, uh, I was going to have a kid, you know, and I just, I just didn't have the time anymore. And it seemed like at that point in time, there wasn't uh, that many bands locally to make it even like worth my while, you know? Yeah. So like when you brought it up, I was, I wasn't planning on, on even doing that at any point, but when you brought it up and I offered to just help you out with, you know, anything I, any skills that I had or knowledge I had, maybe that you didn't, you know, and you're like, Hey, you should just uh, partner with me. And I was like, 
well, fuck it. You know, <laughs> what's the worst? What's the worst that could happen here? And just go for it. You know what? And the and the reason I came to you about it, I mean, because I I thought about going to, with Sam too, or even doing like a tri partnership. But S Sam's life is he has so much going on, and and me and him have me and him had a a you know a vanity label when we were in the runs of versatiles called exter uh, uh, interior exterior. And that was honestly just something we stamped on our CDs. You know what I mean? We yeah. were whatever we felt like putting out, we put out, you know, it was all our projects, all our goofy one-off stuff, but it was, it, I always wanted that to be more, but when the reverse tiles broke up and, and a lot of us kind of went our separate ways for a little bit, I still had that want of of doing a record label of of contribute contributing to the scene somehow, but like you, I had kids, um, and just kind of shelved the idea, much like I shelved a lot of my ideas, things that I didn't think were attainable anymore, right? Um, while still being a part of the scene, but the idea of playing in bands, the idea of starting that record label that I always wanted to do. I mean, shit, I wanted to open a record store at one point. Um, but all that stuff kind of, you know, I, I, I put on the shelf and, you know, like, like our parents say, oh, that's just a pipe dream, dream. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's never going to happen. And, you know, when I came up with the idea to do the podcast, it was like, check, check that box off. I did that. You know, and it was starting to get picked up. It was starting to get noticed. And then I, you know, and I, I saw the bands hanging out with you guys, saw your band and saw the other bands on the lot of, and I go, God, realistically, none of these bands will ever be heard. Right. They'll never yeah. be heard. I mean, maybe on Bandcamp, maybe a couple plays on Spotify, but these bands will never get heard. You That's know, always been the, uh, that's always been the void that is uh, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, we can think of what we can think of off the top of our head, maybe ten bands that have actually been quasi successful from our area. If that, I mean, we're talking. I mean, the Cheats, yeah, Anti Flag, Os Rotten, Costa Christ, Brothers Keeper. Uh, the dude from Train. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was from like Bethlehem or something, wasn't he? No, he was from Erie. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's from Erie. Uh, you're thinking of Fuel. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard. To... And Live, I think Live. Oh, was that from, was like, it. New York. That was it. That was Live. That was. Yeah, Live. I think Live was from York. <laughs> Philly doesn't count in our discussion. They're they're out oh, of this. No, they're, no, they no. don't have I, no I part in this. No, I, I consider that part of New Jersey, anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, I mean, of course, in our neck of the woods, from your hometown is Trent Reznor, right? Um, and then Richard Patrick from Filter, I think, was from like Clarion or something like that. But I mean, those so those names, and then Rusted Brood, but that's Pittsburgh. I mean, there's been a couple right. handful yeah. of bands from Pittsburgh, but outside of Pittsburgh, who was yeah, it? Pitts Pittsburgh and Erie, and even then, you know, like you had those couple bands from from Erie, like Brothers Keeper and, uh, you know, some of the offshoots of that, like Disciple and Shockwave. But those mm -hmm. are all the same. Those are all the same dudes. But in between Pittsburgh and Erie, there's pretty much zero. Yeah. And nobody even talks about the street punk that came out of there. I mean, uh, yeah. 
the traditionals out of Pittsburgh, the weekend warriors out of Pittsburgh, yeah, um, the tradesmen great. out of Erie, um, you know, because we're, we're, we're thought of as such a, a hardcore base, you know, be, you know, killer of sheep being another hardcore band. Right. We're, we're known for being a hotbed for hardcore, but there was, we were exposed to so much music. Yeah. Even then like killer of sheep that, you know, that's just another, you know, Pittsburgh band. Yeah, I mean, that's another um, uh, Damon Chi band. Damon Chi has been with fucking everybody on the fucking sun, dude. Right. Um, You know, for anybody who doesn't know who he is, look him up. He's fucking amazing. He's been like 15 million bands. Um, And it all started with Half-Life. If you want to check out, like, original, like, Pittsburgh hardcore, check out Half-Life. If you want to check out early Pittsburgh punk, check out Car Sickness. You'll do yourself a big favor. Um, Sorry about that. I had to get that out there. I feel like <laughs> that's okay, dude. When we like when I watch shit like the, like American hardcore, there's no mention of Pittsburgh. No, never. There's... Even though Half Life was '84, right? And you know, even then, like a lot of those bands when they started touring came through like uh, what was it, the Electric Banana? Yeah, Electric Banana, <laughs> and they would come through graffiti. Yeah, yeah, Electric Banana. A lot of people tell me stories about Electric Banana. I'm glad we kind of missed that one a little bit yeah. <laughs> that odor was crazy <laughs> yeah i think it was uh i think it was uh dougie tangent that told me the story about uh the electric banana like the dude was like like had like a gun and shit like that <laughs> would like did he if mention, she did got he... out of hand he'd like pop off shots too. <laughs> like... did he mention that on his episode i think so i, th- I think yeah. I, I think it was dougie if it yeah. wasn't Dougie, it might have been my buddy Ryan's episode. I can't I can't remember for sure. But I think I think 
I think I think it was Dougie because I think he used to play. He used to come through with uh, his old his uh, one of his old bands. I think used to come through. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you know, we 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 just you know, I came to you about the label because you know I, I knew Sam wasn't. I knew Sam was busy, and and I knew Sam really didn't have a desire to. So I kind of kept Sam off the table because he just has so much going on, you know, and not that you were second fiddle or anything, but, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but when I came up with the idea of doing the label, when you reached out to me, I was like, this makes the absolute sense. Right. Because yeah. I've known you a long time and we go back, what, 20 fucking years. Oh yeah. We, you know, God, you were still in fucking high school. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I respect your opinion when it comes to music. You don't just listen to hardcore, even though you play in a hardcore band. Um, you, you, you saw many of the same early bands that I did. Uh, we all ran around the same circle. So I valued your opinion when it came to music. I, and plus you're a straight shooter. I knew if I came to you with something, you would tell me like it was, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't like to bullshit anybody. Exactly. Me neither. And sometimes I can be a spaz and you're pretty even kill. Like you're pretty much <laughs> even temper. So you'll, you'll rein me back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so which, which to Ariel's benefit, she really appreciates that because oh, nice. she knows, she knows I'm all over the place. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm cursed with, uh, with being uh, uh, just, too grounded i guess <laughs> i don't yeah. like i don't like getting ahead of myself too much i'm a spaz and i blame the bipolar i really do i, I blame it <laughs> on everything but i'm just scatterbrained i have i have clear focus like i don't i don't have add or anything like that but i i'm very i'm very idea driven and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a detriment to me because i can i can go way overboard right um, or I can get too ahead of myself. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, it's I'm, lear I'm learning that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's good for you to be like, hey, John, slow down. And you know what? And then I can be like, you know what? He's right. I'm getting too ahead of myself. You know? And I needed a partner like that. I just didn't want a, a, another yes person. I'd be like, yeah, dude, do whatever you fucking want, dude. That's cool, dude. I'm fine. He's like, no, John, smacks back. Get yourself yeah, in right. check. We we haven't even done the first release yet. Let's not get a hold of myself right, or get yeah. a hold of yourself. Yeah. Any i any idea that that I come up with, like I think I gotta stop and think. Okay, so I have this idea. How can I go about this? You know, to to you know, so it can actually like come to fruition. You know what I mean? So I don't just keep spinning my wheels on it. Like, what can I? What can I do to, to make this happen and, and how? Exactly. Exactly. And what are you know, what are my what are my limitations? You know, so I, I, I don't like thinking uh thinking too big. <laughs> yeah, you know what and I'm the same way. Like I know what my limitations are. Well yeah, you you have to. I mean, I'm finding out I have a little bit more leeway with those what those limitations are. I'm finding out I have a much longer stick than I thought. Um, and that's not a euphemism, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I have a larger reach than I thought I had, you know, and I, 
I, I we we came up with the idea of of doing the record label, and then we decided what the next step was going to be. And would you want to tell the you want to tell the listener this part? Yeah, sure. So yeah, you came to me uh, with with this idea. You're like, hey, I want to start this label, uh, and uh, you know, I think uh, you know, I want to put out a compilation, which. I mean, to me, I thought that was just fucking brilliant. I mean, I know compilations exist and, you know, they're, they're in circulation. Labels still do them. But me personally, like, I don't remember last time I even came across the compilation. Mm-hmm. So for, for the first release to be a compilation, um, especially to have that compilation, you know, feature a lot of the music that, uh, you know, you've had on the podcast. To kind of and and then some, you know, um, is just a great idea because every every artist you've had uh, this you know to up to this point has been great. Like I, I'm not like super in touch uh, with a lot of things these days, um, but I've thoroughly enjoyed every band, you know, that you've had you've had on, and you know the bands I hadn't heard previously. Um, like we were just talking the other day about like the Cobains. Yeah. Like, like I love the Cobains now. So I'm going to have <laughs> to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go out and, you know, go to Bandcamp or whatever and buy their whole discography. They'll, and, they'll appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like uh, doing the compilation to, you know, expose people um, to those bands and even more bands, you know, that you might have in the future or whatever that people haven't heard. I, 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 it's just an awesome idea and uh i'm I'm super excited about it thanks man like yeah i was too i i knew i knew because because at first i i didn't want to use the podcast as as i mean the name is self-explanatory i mean obviously it was a play on the a play on the a podcast but at the same time I, I said earlier it was just we're just a record label this this is just another record label you know, that's not going to be, there's no gimmick. There's no, you know, some kind of larger end game with the label. It's just a record label. It's just a record label that, you know, bands can, can, you know, that we can connect with bands and, 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 and put out music and put out, you know, put out great music. But knowing that the plot, knowing that the podcast has been um, somewhat successful, in a lot of ways, when we decided to do the comp, it's like, well, God, people like these bands. Maybe we can give them a physical thing to hold that has these bands on it. And, you know, I've already talked to these bands, so maybe it won't be that difficult to reach out to them again and see if they would be interested in, in you know, sending me a track for it. And I realized that a lot of bands were super eager to do it and it wasn't any you know complicated thing like i had to go through a manager or i had to go through a publishing company or i had to go through any of that kind of stuff it was just as simple as like yeah we'll send you a couple tracks pick one that you like or if there's a specific track they want they send me the specific track which is Um, which is so awesome in itself like that's just one of the great things you know about the community and you know one reason why like i never 
really left that community is because just the people, you know, just for everyone to say, yeah, sure, here you go. Here's our song. Like, we're probably selling this on another album too, but, you know, if it, uh, you know, just here you go, you know, like me, me always playing in like small bands. I don't know if uh, the other bands look at it this way, but like, you know, let's say I've had, I find, you know, one person, we put out this comp, one person hears my band and they're like, Hey, I really like that band. I want to hear more by this band. Like then my job is done, you know? Yep. Just, that was just, the same way with any band I was in. If one person liked us, I, I, I did, yeah. I did my job. Yeah. Right. You know, so to, to give, you know, these bands uh, a platform that might not have been heard otherwise is uh, it's, it's, I, I think it's invaluable to to a small band, you know, or you know, more unknown bands. And, and exactly, and we originally looked at doing the comp, and I think what was our original number like fifteen bands? Yeah, we fifteen songs is what we talked about first. Yeah, we originally did fifteen songs, and then your partner uh, overextended <laughs> himself greatly. And, and so someone went overboard. Somebody went a little bit overboard and got 28 bands. <laughs> right. We had more, but we had to do some shaving. But um, yeah, we ended up, that was more of a time issue than a, than a numbers issue. Um, for anybody who doesn't understand or doesn't know, uh, a standard compact disc uh, holds 82 minutes of audio. Yeah, it's something like that, 80, 82. Yeah, 80, 82 minutes of audio. So we, at one point, were at 31, and we were over <laughs> the allotted time. So we had to cut some bands off, and we probably maybe pissed some people off, but um, there's always room for a volume, too. Right, so, yeah. um, I, no. I believe I, I said that to you about like 20 times, like, hey, chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> if this goes well, we can do another one.
I originally, when I started contacting bands, I wasn't sure who was going to say yeah. So I, you know, reached out to a bunch of bands. There were some right. bands who got a head, got back to me very quickly. There was a couple bands that weren't kind of sure. So the unsure bands, I looked for other bands. And then when those other bands came back to me too, it's like, oh, well, fuck me. Like, <laughs> instead of 10 bands coming back to me, 15 bands got back to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm already at 15 bands. So, yeah, I kind of, yeah, it was partially me being... Uh, a spaz but also a part of me or a, a, a part of uh just not not knowing that everybody was going to come back and, and be responsive right. to us yeah you were like you were like holy fuck like people uh are actually trusting in me that i'm gonna do this <laughs> yeah and i was i mean i think i think because i think because of the podcast like the names of of the bands that I've had on the podcast and being able to get a lot of those bands to be a part of it, it it made it easier because like all these bands are kind of inner circled somehow, yeah. um, even though they might be spread across the country, um, they're all connected somehow, whether by record label, by touring, by. Uh, the scene itself like just from playing on bills together however it works so it was right. like if you mentioned you get one band then another band was like well if they're on it i want to be on it too yeah <laughs> so it, it kind of made it a little bit easier and uh, i mean there was a couple snags along the way but it was it ended up i think i had most of the bands locked what two or three weeks after we decided to launch yeah dude it went to it everything like fell into place so fast like i couldn't believe it it was unbelievable like how quickly everything just kind of fell into place and uh we got moving on it you know yeah it was it was it was fucking it was fucking crazy i was sitting there i was sitting with my wife and the one day she was like john what are you doing on your phone i'm like honey i just got four other bands to be on the comp like it was it was moving so fast that almost I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. But I was so excited because some of the bands we got, like, I'm just like, dude, there's no way. Like I sent them a message. I'm like, there's no way they're going to fucking respond. Um, Especially the bands that weren't on the podcast. So I was like, you know, they may not be interested in it. You know what I mean? But I've come across their band or I've, you know, listened to their stuff before. And I was like, I want to include them. Um. So it was like, so there were some bands that were kind of like a shot in the dark, uh -huh. um, especially the one, the bands that weren't on the podcast itself or haven't been on the podcast yet. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, one of those bands being the Cobains. Yeah. Now you're, you're going to have to, you're definitely going to have to get them on now. Well, they just were on. <laughs> well, not 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 the Cobains. Uh, uh, some of the other bands. Oh, some of the yeah. There's there's yeah, some yeah. there's some in the works. Yeah, there's some of the bands in the works. Um, do you maybe want to go through? Um, you know, uh, some some of the bands that uh, stand out to you on the comp that uh, you're uh, looking forward to uh, for the for the uh, listener to uh, check out from the comp. So, I mean, what's uh, one thing I want to kind of touch on uh, is, you know, I've listened to the track list so many fucking times at this point. That was but... the hardest part, dude, <laughs> was yeah. tracking that fucking thing, man. 
Yeah, but the crazy thing to me is like, I've listened to it so many times, and I I'm not I haven't gotten bored of it. You know, me like, either. We're putting it out, but the track list is just it's just awesome. Like the other day, I was just like, hey, I'm gonna put this on in my car. You know, I was driving somewhere I forget where, but and I'm just listening to it, and it was like, it kind of gave me this real like nostalgic like feeling. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, like I've listened to like the old, like punkorama comps and, you know, the, the, the fat records comps and stuff like that. Look out freakouts. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it, it just, yeah, that, that whole nostalgic feeling, it wasn't something I'd, I'd kind of come across in a while. And a lot yeah. of the bands, you know, not a lot, but, uh, a lot of, well, yeah. A lot of the bands I'd never even heard before, like prior to you sending me the tracks and stuff. So uh, it was it was really cool for me to discover uh, new music. And, you know, that's kind of what I hope people get from this is mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, they they discover something new and, uh, you know, check out the rest of those bands albums for sure. Yeah. And we um, and, and the, what, the cool thing, too, is my favorite, not to interrupt you, but the coolest thing yeah. about those comps that you mentioned is that not all those comps, not all the bands sounded the same. They were they were different, different subgenres represented on each of these comps. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like like Lookout Records, people think of pop punk when they think of Lookout, but there was bands like the, you know, American Steel and Biz and uh, Common Rider and it just different, different bands that really didn't fit that preconceived notion of what Lookout was. And Rocket same thing with the, like Punkorama. I mean, there was all kinds of Lookout? bands. What's that? Was Rocket from the Crypt on uh, one of those Lookout comps back in the day? Was that a you know what I think they were? Label. They may have been on. They may have been on on that uh, the third the one hundred and one thirty second songs or something like that. Maybe I don't remember. There was it was an old like it was a comp probably from late nineties. I don't remember what label put it out. Oh, they I were on. They were on one of the Epitaph comps. It, it wasn't Epitaph. It was another like it was another like label, like popular label at the time. Anyways, like that's how I discovered like Rocket from the Crypt. You know, it was like a like a pop punk, almost like an emo like comp. I forget what record label it was, but like Rocket from the Crypt came on, and I was like, holy shit! Like, what is this rock and roll and horns? Like, <laughs> was it Gearhead? <laughs> Oh, man, I don't even remember at this point. Because Gearhead did a lot with with uh, like the more rock and roll bass bands, like Electric Frankenstein, but, and but it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't like a rock and roll comp. It was like Hopeless Records, maybe. You know what? Maybe of, it was a lot of like it was like the Promise Ring and like Get Up Kids shit like that. Oh man, that would have been Vagrant. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. That I mean, probably would have been Vagrant or Drive Through. Yeah, it was one of those more like pop punk, like emo, like record labels. Yeah, I, th I think I know what you're talking about now. It was like they had yeah. like um, Alkaline Trio, Reggie and the Full Effect. Yep, that was that was definitely it. That yeah, that would have been like Vagrant. Yeah, that would have been yeah, Vagrant yeah. Records. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, like you were saying, you know, not every band sounds the same, and I, I haven't gotten bored of it yet. It's uh, you know super awesome. I've discovered a lot of new bands I hadn't discovered before, you know, and 
even like I've discovered, you know, a lot of the bands prior to this from listening to your podcast that I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, That's awesome. But the going back to the comp, uh, we've talked about it in depth previously, but uh, my favorite song, uh, I think by far, is uh, the modern modern shake song. Nice. that song i when i first heard it when you first sent it to me i seriously listened to it like five six seven times in a row i was like god damn this song is so good it's so good and i was so excited (laughs) i so i was so excited when when johnny from cat's claw sent me that track dude because i was like that's like he sent me the ep and he was like oh take whatever like four songs he's like take whatever song you want from it and i'm like I'm looking through the titles and I, I click the, the the track that's on it and I went, this is the one. This is the track. And I didn't realize at the time, like I knew it was a great song, but the more I kept listening back to it, the more I was like, dude, this is such a fucking good song. And like, so it good. made me like, that's one of those moments on the comp where I'm just like, I cannot fucking believe this this song's on the on our comp. Yeah, it's right. crazy it, to me. That was, that was so awesome of uh, of Johnny to do that. And, yeah, uh, and he also he also uh, sent another band um, another band from his label on the comp as well. Um, a band, uh, Wool Modern Shakes, is from uh, London. Um, another band that I was really stoked to have on the comp um, to piggyback off you is Clayton out of France. Oh, that song's so good too. Yeah, and um, very. Uh, very different um very throwback kind of 90s uh not even fat wreck just the 90s skate punk in general but like yeah, with the sure. modern spin to it and i i really liked uh you know johnny's part when you had him on the the 10th episode oh okay yeah but then like when you did the the full episode with him It's crazy because every band he has that he's releasing, every band that, you know, you played during that episode is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on in in Europe right now, but all those bands and the other bands that you got on the comp from Europe, they're all just, they're all great. They're all incredible. Yeah. I think there's four, I think there's four bands total from Europe, I believe on the comp. Well, five, five. But one of the one of the one of the bands is it's their U.S. European combo. So um, yeah, five international bands are on the comp. So which is, yeah, which is just I I never expected that. Like when we first t- started talking about it, I never expected having you know international music on here too. So if we can you know, uh, introduce those bands to some new people even better. Mm-hmm. Red lines run out our feet. We lost from where we want to be. A step in the dark. Undefined spark. You know it feels, you know it feels like the passion. Oh!
favorite tracks is a uh a track from um we talked about him earlier uh matt from out loud records um he has a band for anybody who doesn't know i mean they they probably know his record label um he's put out uh, a bunch of bands uh but he has a band called uh the moans um they're out of california he plays bass for them and uh that track is is one of one of my favorite ones on the album as well. It's just, it's, it's so different sounding from the rest of the comp. Oh, for sure. But it was so easy to, to put, like you you could put like when I was tracking the album, like going through the order, that was an, an easy song to kind of put anywhere. But so when I had like a hard time, like maybe making one of the harder songs fit, I knew I could put the Moans track in there because it would be like the perfect buffer. Right. It was just one of those songs that were just one of those songs that just was like, it fit almost anywhere on the comp. It, it was really cool. And, and just, it just sounds different. I think from everything else. Yeah, for sure. And even, even cooler is like a guy like that, you know, he has an established label, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he, and he offered you an unreleased song. Yeah, on your compilation, which is even more awesome, you know, our compilation, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> quit saying my compilation, yeah. it's yours. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I apologize, I'll have to have to work, but on yeah, that. we got a couple, yeah, we got a couple unreleased songs, the moans being one of them. Um, there's also a, a previously unreleased track by uh, one of my good buddies, um, Jay Prozac. Um, he graced uh, us with a uh, unreleased track for for the comp. Um, and um, I'm trying to remember the oh, and the cheats out of Pittsburgh gave us a previously unreleased track as well. Um, so we're really excited to have three songs be represented that haven't been previously released. It's like it's it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I, you know, when you brought it up to me, I figured, uh, you know, 15 songs, we're going to have some tracks from, you know, the, the bands he's already had on the podcast, which is awesome. But then, uh, you know, what it actually turned into, uh, I'm still kind of like in awe that, you know, all these people were so awesome to, uh, you know, contribute. And, expect, yeah. and, it, it, and nobody's expecting anything in, ret- in return. You know, no, that's that's like I was saying earlier. That's just like the the great thing about the whole like punk community. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and the first. I mean, we've already mentioned like 
the Cobains. They they ended up making, you know, I, I got a song from them. And of course I, I wanted to um, instantly have them on the show because once I kind of broke that buffer of, Hey, can I get a song? I was like, well, I knew I could go to them and be like, Hey, want to be on the podcast? We know when it was like the opposite way for a lot of the bands. Right. Um, it was like that it just happened to work in reverse. And also not only to get a Cobain's track, but also to end up getting a song from Maria uh, for, from her band sex dream. Um, we kind of double dipped with that one. <laughs> it got two really killer tracks from those guys. It was really cool. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we've uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, Fred from uh, One If By Land multiple times. And I mean, that song, uh, you know, they previously only released on a, a seven inch, I believe. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even own a record player these days. We talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've, I've moved around a lot the last uh, last few years and. You know, anywhere I ended up, I didn't really have space to set it up, you know, kind of display all the records and everything. So I don't even own a record player. And uh, the song that, uh, you know, Fred gave us, the one if I land track is uh, titled Woodcock Township Building, which, uh, you know, we talked about on our episode was a huge, huge part of, uh, you know, our upbringing within the scene. Yeah. Um, and that song uh, you know, listening to lyrics and everything. And, you know, Fred's talking about, you know, PA punk rock and, you know, growing up within that scene himself, even though he's, you know, a few years ahead of, ahead of me. Um, that song is, that song's awesome too. I think, you know, that's, that's probably my, my number two, the, the Woodcock Township building by one if I land. Yeah, it, it was, it was definitely really a, a, a humbling experience to when you reach out to Fred um because I haven't seen Fred in a long time and I don't know how well he would remember me but I know he um has been in constant you know talks with you you know you guys have stayed in touch over the years yeah so Fred's, to, like, Fred's like the nicest dude in the world <laughs> he really is and it was nothing yeah. we, we we didn't talk because of anything bad it's just it, it yeah. happens man um yeah. So when when Fred agreed to include a one if by land track, I was I was flabbergasted because I started listening to that band when I was like sixteen years old, fifteen, sixteen years old. So oh yeah, the, the Twerpentines, um, yeah, yeah, the Twerpentines. Like he he is he's a you know I put it like if there was ever to be like a Mount Rushmore of <laughs> of like Western Pennsylvania, Fred would be you know the the George Washington. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, so like he would be up there, and like uh, Todd Chi would be up there um, um, amongst a couple other people too. But yeah, Fred, yeah, Fred sure. was a, a sweetheart to 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 uh, to contribute a, a track to the comp, and, oh, and it's yeah. it's it's one of the standout tracks. Absolutely, it's a great song. I don't think the dude's ever written a bad song. No, no, I don't think it's he my- has it in him. As much music as he's put out, like since he was a teenager, I don't think he's ever written a bad song. <laughs> no, and you know, and I'm I'm glad you brought up Fred because he kind of leads the charge with a lot of uh, local bands um, that both of us are friends with that that have uh, made it on the comp. Uh, one being um, my good buddy Stibbs band Rad. 
Um, he contributed a track from um, from their uh, full length album that they released a couple years ago. Um, so I was happy that he was able to contribute that because I've been a huge proponent of his for a long time too. Between that band, the Reynolds, and um, also Hollywood Blondes, so um, it was cool that it, uh, you know an, another old friend of mine contribute to the track. Um, so it was really cool. It was really cool. And for anybody who knows me, I talk about this person. He gets, he gets brought up quite a bit on the podcast. Another really longtime friend of mine, uh, JD, contributed a, uh, a, it's a previously released track on, a, on another comp a few years ago. But um, he contributed a Jagger Holly song. Um, which I was really excited that he was um, he was willing to do that for us as well. So it's it's you know people you know people within the scene paying it forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that, a really beautiful song, thing. That song is so much fun too. Yeah, it's a really good song. Like like that's another you mentioned Fred. I was like that's another dude. Both Stiv and Johnny D or Johnny D. I was gonna say Johnny Three and JD at the same time. Um, but both Stiv and JD, I mean, they're they're another ones that that I don't think those those guys are capable of writing a bad song either. No, I don't think so. No, and and I mean, I, we could we could sit here and talk about every band that's on this comp, but we would we would uh, you know we would leave uh, we would we want to give the listener some some mystery. Yeah, that's if uh, when people end up picking it up, they can uh, they can check it. You know, they can review it on their own. They don't need us to review it. We're kind of exactly. Yeah. 
it's such a great it's such a great comp i mean even if i didn't even if we didn't put this out like i would see that i would see this comp and be like dude this is a fucking banger oh yeah it's, you it's know. just it's tons of fun and every band's awesome and uh uh you know i think we achieve the uh you know the goal we kind of had which is to showcase some of the the local bands as well as the national bands and you know international yeah i mean we got bands from got bands from all over the country and and four other countries so it's 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 still very surreal experience that not only did we go through deciding to do the label but to to put this comp out and it's 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 still very surreal man oh yeah yeah i I can't wait for people to hear it i really i'm really excited to see uh you know how how people feel about i i just want to hear like somebody go hey you know that song by uh you know we'll say clayton that song by clayton like that's an incredible song i love that song i went and bought their record you know yeah that's that that's my goal yeah i i feel the same way like because it's you know we didn't we didn't put a lot of information on the comps because we wanted people to be able to do the same thing that we did which is go find these bands it's a lot easier to find these bands now you have access to the internet you can look up their band camp you can look up spotify you can look up the inner you know look up anything about these bands on the internet and just check these bands out and if there's songs that you like on there and you want to you want to grab more from these bands do yourself a favor and support these bands because they did us a a wonderful service by providing a song at no cost to us and the all we can do is just support these bands and continue to support these bands and i implore anybody who buys the comp to, to support those bands because uh, there's not a bad one on this comp. There's really not. No. Banger after banger, man. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> As the kids say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, yeah, I, I know we're old. <laughs> my 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 band's awesome. Uh I I'm mediocre, but my band's awesome. So Oh, uh, that's yeah. right. My your <laughs> band is on uh, the comp. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yes i think your track lucky 13 lucky 13 that's right yeah that's right because somebody had to be number 13 yeah that's fine that's fine so why I not liter- the why I literally not the owner of the, what's that what's yeah, that i i literally am uh not I, i'm not superstitious and uh i literally have shit out of luck tattooed on my body so <laughs> yeah it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all <laughs> it doesn't affect you at all that's no, good no, i'm not worried but, about it but mike why don't you go ahead and um let let the listener know um when everything's uh gonna start being available for this comp all right i think uh what we decided is uh we're gonna release this episode um you know to give people kind of a background what's going on uh, just a little taste and uh, prior um, same day uh, the comps going to be available uh, digitally and uh, we have physical copies as well um, so digitally you'll be able to pick it up on the uh, the Bandcamp page 
this is just a record label dot bandcamp.com you'll be able to buy it digitally there um and also physical copies you'll be able to get through uh through us um we'll start shipping them out right after we get a few orders um i'll include um both of our information and in with the episode of um how to tell how to contact us in regards to uh, physical copies um the one thing mike didn't say um, the digital copy is going to be available for three dollars through Bandcamp, and yeah, three physical th three bucks, three and bucks. three bucks, and the physical copy is going to be five dollars plus postage. Um, I'm also gonna, I'm going to find out how much postage is going to be for everything um, for uh, th for CDs to get mailed, but. With the five dollars, not only do you get the physical copy of the disc, but you also get a uh, "This is just a record label" um, sticker for you know your car, or your you know wall, or whatever you fancy putting it on, um, and also a uh, QR code. So not only will you have the uh, the physical copy, but you also will have the uh, digital copy as well. So really you're uh you're making out on that deal as well and like i said that's five dollars plus postage um for that to get mailed out um in a cool mailer that i purchased from amazon so um <laughs> <laughs> which you know my wife just put in so we we're good to go on that and uh one thing one thing i think uh i do want to kind of touch on here like you know like uh we're we're selling them because stuff costs money to make you know what i mean we're not making any money from this no and uh you know like we had talked about which we we didn't discuss yet um anything we do make from the sales of this is going to go towards the next release so yeah we're going to keep it within the label yep so nothing's like you know we're not putting anything in our pockets and we have we have stuff in the works so um, you know, depending on how, uh, this does, you know, if we sell out of them, whatever, we'll press more, but, uh, if it, everything goes well, there's other releases in the works. So any proceeds from this are just going to go right into the next release. Yeah. Basically just trying to keep the label, um, surviving without, um, you know, hurting us in the process we just want to be yeah. able to just continuously uh funnel you know funnel whatever we do make into into the label to be able you know to press and then repress and you know be right. able to continuously put out you know um quality stuff i mean we're we're doing short runs right now but um big orders are in the pipeline for certain releases so it's just it's pretty much as we go, you know, what, what projects we have coming on and, and um, we're just not trying to overextend ourselves, but uh, we just want to make sure that this, this comp first reaches as many hands as it is possible uh, just to bring awareness to these, these bands, you know, that's, that's what we want to do there. And that's, and that's the goal. Like we already kind of discussed is, is just to bring, bring awareness to the bands that, you know, might not get heard otherwise and just give them a, a platform with a 
with a little more reach than uh, you know they might have on their own. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Mike, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and wanting to uh, talk about the label and the comp. Um, I'm really excited for the response that comes from this and uh, from the compilation and uh, for future success for the label for both of us. Oh yeah. Yeah. No problem, man. I just hope, I just hope everyone enjoys it as much as I do because I've listened to it pretty much daily since we had the full track listing and it's, it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah. You know, thanks to all the bands that contributed. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can do uh, do more of these in the future. Hell yeah, absolutely, my man. Well, Mike, enjoy the rest of your night. I know you need to unwind after work. So thank you so much for coming on and talking about our our baby. Yeah, no problem, dude. <laughs> okay, Mike, you have a good night, and I'll talk to you here yeah. soon, brother. Yeah, you too. Catch up with you later. Later on, man. Bye. All right, yep, bye-bye. Don't do it! Don't do it! Why you're scared? Not quite sure! Let's-